Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Rasta Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. That's right, SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including Swamp Boys Genetics, TH Seeds, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee. And for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Yeah, welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 650 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to answer a couple of Patreon questions. Before we get to the Patreon questions, let's do a couple of shout-outs to a few of the kind folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you, shout-out to my friend Rasta Greenthumb. I want to send another thank you, shout-out to another good friend, Zaxon Skoden. Let's send a big thank you, shout-out to a longtime supporter and a great photographer. Let's send a thank you to my buddy All Mixed Up. Let's send a big thank you, shout-out to Grow Bandit and JT Grows. Let's send a big thank you, shout-out to 716 Grows and Magic Mike. I want to send a big thank you, shout-out to my buddy Billy Driver. Bro, thank you for the Patreon support, and thank you for all of the work on Discord. Also, big shout-out to my buddy Ned Denver. Big shout-out to a Colorado local. I want to send a big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you, shout-out to our friend Zachary Yu. Then let's wrap it up with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you, shout-out to a good friend, a longtime supporter, an Irie Genetics tester, and just a basic bro. Thank you for being a bro. Thank you for the support. Let's send a big thank you, shout-out to my buddy Mobius Grows. Big thanks and big shout-out to everybody who continues to support the show. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen. And of course, I did include a link in the show notes and the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. If you're working, if you're driving, if you're trimming, please don't put yourself in any danger right now to support the Patreon. We need you around to listen to the podcast. Also, big shout out to everybody trimming some herb right now. That's my least favorite part of the job. So big up to the trim crew. Without you, we couldn't get it done. All right, let's not chatter too much at the top of the show because I do have a lot of stuff to talk about. Let me start off by sending a big thank you shout out to my friends at Caribou Heart TV. There is a new podcast on YouTube. They're getting going. They're off to a great start. They're called Caribou Heart TV. They've got a great cast of characters, uh, people from all over the country, accents from all over the world, accents from all over the world. I love being on a show with uh, diverse people, smart people, good accents. Uh, there was a Canadian accent. There was a Jersey accent. I love accents. You guys, I just, I love listening to somebody. I'll pay more attention if you have a cool accent. Big shout out to my friends on Caribou Heart TV. We did talk about breeding. We talked about growing. We talked about the industry. Uh, there were several other uh, notable breeders on that panel. Big shout out to Miss Jill. Big shout out to Jinx Proof. Uh, of course, big shout out to everybody who was on the panel. Uh, big thank you to my friends at Caribou Heart TV for having me on the show. 
Don't miss it. It is still available on YouTube. Simply search Caribou Heart TV. It is C-A-R-I-B-O-O. I'm not sure if that's how Caribou is spelled. I thought it was a U. I could be wrong. Maybe they're creative. I'm letting you know I searched wrong the first time. It's Caribou with two O's at the end of it. Caribou Heart Genetics. Or no, Caribou Heart TV. I apologize. I'm high and going fast here. Check out Caribou Heart TV on the YouTube. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed being on there. Um, something else I want to talk about. I have noticed that online, there are a few websites selling Irie Genetic seeds, Miss Jill seeds, other brand seeds, and we have never done business with those companies. Um, when you are buying seeds, I highly recommend that you are very careful where you spend your money. Do a little bit of research. Most of the reputable, popular breeders right now have our own websites, their own websites. You can go to iregenetics.com. You can look on a vendor list. On that list of vendors, there are seven vendors listed. You can click on a link. It goes directly to their website. If the web guy did it right, it goes right to my tab on the website. I haven't gotten to check every link, but shout out to my web guy. You do a great job, bro. Uh, but click on the link. It'll take you to the website where those seeds are available. Those are the preferred and recommended and trusted vendors on my website. I put them up there because I've done a lot of business with them. I trust them. I know they are reliable. There are a couple of new vendors that have not been added to the website yet. Uh, it takes me a little bit to vet them. I get them seeds. They get going. I make sure they're cool. Uh, I do a little bit of recon. Maybe I order seeds from them and they don't even know it was me. Or maybe I have a friend order seeds and we just make sure the seeds come in a timely manner, that they're packaged appropriately. I inspect them, make sure they didn't fuck with the packages that I send. I do check on that sort of stuff. Once I'm sure that the companies are legit, they're doing a good job, then we add them up to the website. If you ever have a question about somebody selling Irie Genetics beans, please contact me. Say, is this a legit vendor of Irie Seeds? Because maybe I haven't added them to the website right away. Maybe they're new. Maybe they're an auction house doing an auction somewhere. With social media, they've got to change their names, their social media quite often. We do have to keep up with stuff like that. But my advice, you guys, if you're, and I'm not saying just buy Irie Seeds. If you're going to buy Irie Seeds, Miss Jill Seeds, uh, if you're going to buy Jinx Proof Seeds, whatever brand you were looking at buying, do some research before you spend your money. There are a lot of companies out there that just want your money. They don't care. And now they're taking uh, crypto, cryptocurrency. And once you pay in crypto, there is no recourse. If they steal your crypto, your crypto's gone. There's no customer service. There's no middleman. So you've got to be extra careful now. Crypto's amazing. The future is awesome. The internet is great. But also, it can be a huge trap. It's opened up a lot of doors for a lot of shitty people. Uh, a lot of people, sometimes you do get seeds. Sometimes you don't even get seeds from some of these vendors. But if they're claiming that they're selling Irie seeds and I've never mentioned them, maybe just send us an email and say, hey, Irie Genetics, is this really a vendor that we can trust? And I'll tell you yes or no. And then you can go to social media and you can say, hey, Rasta Jeff approved this vendor. Uh, we can buy stuff from them. You can share that with your friends and let everybody know for me. But uh, yeah, check online before you buy stuff, guys. If it's going to be my seeds, if it's going to be anybody's seeds, please just send us an email. Make sure... Uh, but I did, I did say there are a couple of new vendors out there that I have not added to the website yet. They will go up pretty soon. Uh, I've got to pass the info to the web guy. He's got to do it. I've got to approve them, first of all, is the main thing here. So be very careful when you're buying seeds. Buy from a reputable vendor. What some of them are doing, uh, they just take your money and they say, thank you. And the cool thing about a website is I can print customer reviews and make it look like part of my website. And I can say, like, Rasta Jeff donated $10 million to our charity. He came here and fucking healed the sick. He touched little kids and they walked that were in wheelchairs for their whole lives. There were 
fucking people with AIDS and cancer and he blew kisses at them and they danced in the streets and they're healed. I can put that on my website. I can make a customer review that looks like that happened. Uh, the internet is really easy to manipulate. So you go to a website and you see a thousand good reviews, great shipping, good product, amazing outcome, and you're sold. You know what I mean? But then you buy the shit and the shit either doesn't show up or what does often happen uh, so that these people can keep taking your money. They do send you seeds, but it is nothing like what you expected it to be. It is not my seeds. It's not the stuff I bred. I never touched it. I don't know what it is. They never did any business with me. They don't even have my stuff, but they're saying these are I seeds. So you buy a package and it's just random seeds that they got from whoever, wherever. They could have bred them uh, in their backyard. They could have bought them from a breeder in another country. Their cousin could be doing it. But the point is that those are not the genetics you paid for. You got seeds but you don't know the pedigree. You don't know the lineage. You don't know the heritage. You're not going to get when you saw the arise or strawberry starburst on the website, you went, Oh, I want that for a specific reason. A lot of people do a lot of research before they pull the, pull the trigger on a pack of seeds. Uh, money's expensive. Seeds are expensive. And I try you guys, I know I'm rambling now, but I try really hard to keep my seeds affordable. I have to be competitive with the market and stay at market rate, but I'm a little bit lower than most of the, uh, the big dogs because uh, it's grow from your heart, breed with love, bro. I'm trying to get the seeds out to the people that don't have a lot of money. You don't need to be rich to be a grower. I don't want you to have a lot of money to be able to get into this club. I want everybody growing. So I try to keep my seeds affordable. I often wonder if when you're scrolling through and you see, uh, like, I'm not even going to say the, the breeder, but some breeders have seeds listed at like three and five and $600 on websites. And then you scroll down and you see mine, they're about 80 bucks on most websites, 80, 90 dollars, depending on what shipping is and all that good stuff. It's about 80, 80 or 90 bucks for a 10 pack of my seeds, which I think is very, very affordable. When you look around, a lot of them are 120, 130, and then you see those 300 and 500 dollar packs. I wonder if that almost devalues my product. Do people say, well, that's cheap shit because it's cheap shit? But honestly, it's because I don't need to get rich and uh, I, I'm trying to get the seeds out. That was the goal is to get good seeds in the hands of good people and good people aren't always rich people. Uh, but be careful you guys, when you're spending your money, be careful. Cause I want you to get what you think you're paying for. You've done all this research. You've fucking watched seven episodes on a rise. You've heard me talk about a rise for five years now. And you're like, I need some arise. And then you go order it and you get it from some company that's never been heard of. And you get the seeds and they're all white and they're not even the right shape. And then when they do grow, they grow all crooked and shitty and they're not what you thought. And then you send me a message going, Hey, these arise seeds fucking suck. And I say, where did you buy them? And then you tell me some random website called this. And I'm like, I've never heard of them. So you don't have my seeds. I apologize that that happened to you. Please do better research. So uh, my advice here, you guys, my ramble, the, the short version of this is check my website, check whoever you're buying seeds from, check their website for a list of reputable vendors. Then when you do find a reputable, reputable vendor, do some research on them. Uh, the social media is amazing for this sort of stuff. Pinterest is amazing for this sort of stuff. Discord is amazing for this sort of stuff. Uh, I'll give you advice on other breeders. Like if you're looking for somewhere to get um, any other breeder, I don't even care who you ask me. If you can't find them and I know where it's available, I'll tell you where to get it. I don't find any competition uh, between other breeders. I don't see any reason why. Uh, maybe let's just say I make vanilla cake, right? I'm the pro at making vanilla cake. If you want chocolate, I have no problem telling you where to get chocolate cake. Cause when you want vanilla, you're going to come get vanilla cake from me all day. I have no problem sharing sources and resources and all that good stuff. All right. I got stoner and I got fucking rambly. That is a good way to segue into the next topic of this podcast. You guys, um, I smoked some rosin earlier today from a 14 er 
and it was some papaya cake. And I'm not usually a rosin smoker. You guys hear me talk about smoking green dot batter, green dot diamonds all the time. My favorite local dispensary has made some changes. And there are also rule changes coming up here in Colorado. So things are changing with availability of concentrates in the stores. Um, which why you heard in a previous episode, I was smoking concentrates made by a friend, uh, a local person who made some stuff themselves. Um, I prefer, I, I just prefer good concentrates. I don't even care if it came from a person or a store. I prefer good, clean, safe concentrates, but uh, I think I prefer a batter, but I've been shopping and buying different things just because it's there and I can't get what I want. Sometimes I hit this 14 or batter and the change up was changing up from what I'm usually used to smoking to go into this batter. It was like a whole new buzz. It kicked my ass. It may have put me down into the couch and made me take a little bit of a nappy poo on the couch for a couple of minutes. So big shout out to uh, 14er. I think there's called 14er extracts or 14er. Uh, the papaya cake. I said that really weird. Papaya cake put me on my ass for a few minutes. Had to regroup. Uh, I had to get my shit together. But uh, what that wanted me to talk about, what that got me want to talk about was, do you have crazy dreams when you smoke? Like if I take a dab and I'm like, oh, I'm going to lay on the couch after that one and doze off for a minute, that little short nap that I take, I can go on the most amazing adventures in my dreams, the most amazing vivid dreams. I, I see people that are in my life and we have deep conversations about shit. We solve world hunger. We build towers. We build lasers. We go to other planets. Uh, Sometimes I wake up and I have to like Google shit. Like, did this happen? Because I had a really intense dream that fucking like California slipped off the fucking earth and fell into the ocean and they're sending drones out there to rescue people and sharks are eating people and shit. Like, that's the kind of shit that I'll dream about. And it will be vivid. A lot of time, a lot of time, this is fucking weird. <clears throat> I dream that I'm late for a concert. A lot of times it is a Phil and Friends or Fish concert. And my buddy Robbie and I, what's up, Robbie the dude? I hope you're watching. We will, I'll be dreaming and I'll have to drive to get to Rob. And then when I get to Rob, I'm like, cool, I'm going to get Rob and we're driving to the music. But it always ends up, I get Rob and we're driving and we get to the place. Rob's like, take a left, bro, take a right. Because Rob used to be my navigator on road trips before we had all this technology. Uh, Rob would be like, take a right, bro, take a left. He'd have the map in his hands and shit. And then we get somewhere and I'd be like, bro, there's no concert here. And he's like, no, nah, bro, this is the airport where the plane is to get us to the other island to get us to the boat to get us to the concert. And I'm like, mother, like we only have an hour to do all of this. I don't know why my dreams are so stressful, you guys, but I'll dream that I'm going to miss this damn fish show. And it's just, it's always with Robbie and it's always because I, it's really crazy. And then we show up and I dreamt one time that there was nobody else at the fish show because nobody else realized you had to go from the airport to the island, to the bus, to the fucking little boat, to this thing, to the fucking little puddle jumper, to the hovercraft, to the fucking walkway. And me and Robbie were the only ones at the fish show, and we got to call out songs all night. That was kind of cool. But those are the kind of fucking dreams I will have if I smoke some good concentrates and then fall asleep. Uh, I had some crazy dreams on the couch today, bro. Just wondering if you guys have crazy dreams. Uh, send me some feedback. Uh, post it on the Patreon. Post it on the Twitter. There is a Twitter. It's at GFYH Podcast. Post it up on the social media. Send me an email. Grow from your heart at hotmail.com. Do you dream? Some of my friends say that when they smoke, they don't dream at all, which I find, uh, man, that I would. That'd just be such a bummer. I love the crazy, crazy dreams. All right, I'm stoned and rambling. I did say that I had some emails. Let's get into that part of the show, you guys. <clears throat> this one came from this one came from the Irie Genetics website, iriegenetics.com. On that website, there is a Grow Help tab. If you click on the Grow Help tab, it takes you to the Grow Help section, 
we do ask you about 10 preliminary questions. Things like, uh, what's your name? What name should we use on the podcast? What strain are you growing? Basic questions. We don't ask you anything too invasive. This helps me help you. If I have a little bit of information, I know what's going on in your grow. Uh, this is just like checking your pulse, checking your temperature, uh, making sure that you're alive. This is a little bit of a little waiting room, a little check-in stuff here. Uh, but anyway, this came from the website, the Grow Help tab. You answer those quick few questions. Then at the bottom, there's an opportunity to type in and tell me what your problem is. And then I do my best to help you. Uh, so let's jump right into it. This one came from, it says, name to use on the podcast, R-Dog. What up, R-Dog? Thank you for the message. Uh, their strain they're growing is Magic Melon. They're growing it outdoors. They're growing under the sun. The plants are in veg. They're in soil. Uh, we do ask about the feeding and stuff, but that doesn't matter for this question. I already know what's going on here. So we've got some plants outdoor. We're growing magic melon. I've never heard of magic melon. That sounds pretty nice. Uh, magic is always good in a strain name. Get you fucking high, get you buzzed. And melon, who doesn't like melon-flavored products? I'm way off topic. Let's get back to it. I have one plant that I put outside. All right, we got a plant outside. It started flowering. That makes sense. I'm thinking it may have been from not up-potting it soon enough, but I don't know. Uh, plants get confused when we take them from HID lighting on a schedule uh, that's fucking solid, solid schedule and the same thing every day, and then we put them outside in nature. Uh, they got a little bit of a change. They're experiencing uh, far red and phytochrome experiences they've never had before. Plants kind of trip out when you put them outside if it's not the right time, if they aren't timed just right. Um, and that's an outdoor grower with a lot of experience who could teach you more about that. Jesse is the guy to talk to there. So you got to time it right or they will go into flower and then they will go back into veg, which is what I think is going to happen here. It says, I up-potted to a three-gallon from a one-gallon. I let her get settled in and I decided to pollinate with some pollen I collected from a male. So we've got a plant that's outside. Um, it started to flower. It got pollinated with some pollen. Uh, that makes totally good sense so far. Uh, it says, here we are about two weeks later, and she looks like she is re-vegging. Uh, yeah, the season right now, the plants will re-veg. Uh, they'll start re-vegging for you. It'll go kind of crazy. It'll get bigger. It'll go grow stronger and longer. And then uh, it's going to flower here, I think, uh, August, right? August. I don't even remember, dude. Jesse taught me, but I'm an indoor guy, so I don't pay too much attention to this. Anyway, the question is, will she make seeds? Uh, the short answer is, yeah. Uh, all of those pollination sites, all of those, uh, the pistils that were pollinated, if you have got a pollinated ovule and that seed has begun, yes, it will make seeds. Uh, the plant has shifted all of its energy now to making seeds. It's not going to focus on making uh, THC. It's going to focus on making or CBD or whatever the uh, cannabinoid profile of that plant may be. Uh, it's going to shift gears now and work on making seeds. It's going to make different oils. It's going to go into a different uh, just a different goal of life. Now, that plant's whole goal before pollination was to receive pollen. It was just like, pollinate me, please, please, please. And you did it. And now it's like, I'm shifting gears. Uh, now I'm pregnant. I'm protecting my babies. I'm making big, healthy, strong babies. My defenses are a little bit different. Uh, it's shifting gears. So yes, it is going to continue to make seeds. Um, your plant will go back into veg and then it will continue to make seeds while it's vegging. Then it'll go into flower and continue to make seeds while it's flowering. So you may get some lower parts that are seeded. And then as the plant goes into veg and grows more, uh, it'll grow more new growth. And then it'll go into flower and you may have new buds that aren't even seeded or you may have crazy re-veg. I don't know how hard your plant is going to re-veg. I don't know the genetics. I don't know. Uh, this is going to be very plant plant specific, very much so. 
Um, I want to talk about something else. This is what I do when I'm breeding indoors. I talk about this a lot and people think I'm crazy. I've said it a few times on the show and people always send me messages. They're like, is that really what you meant to say to where I have to type the numbers 18, six in the titles of the episode so that people really believe me that that's what I'm talking about. Here's what I do when I'm breeding seeds, the seeds that, uh, you guys are purchasing the seeds that come from seedsherenow.com, from heritage seed bank, from golden ticket seeds, from El Fuego seeds, from shy town seeds. I know I'm missing somebody, but I love you guys all equally. Um, those seeds that you are purchasing, those are made with this method. I pollinate the plants naturally, normally, like we normally do it. I get the male into flower. I get the females into flower. Uh, some females want to get pollinated around day 25. Some want pollen around day 32. I stagger the female plants in the room. I get the male pollinating to where he's really dumping a lot of pollen, busting a big load when it's the right time. Drag the boy over to the girls, put him right in the middle of the girls, give him a good shake. Uh, then I wait three to five days. Then I give him another good shake. At this point, I'm done with the male plant, so I will cut him down. And honestly, I beat him against the fucking ceiling so that all that pollen rains down all over the plant. Sometimes I'll smack him against the fan. Uh, it's really funny when the fan is spinning and you smack a male plant against the fan. Pollen just goes fucking everywhere. It is disgusting. You taste it. It gets in your hair. It gets in your dreads. You really got to clean that shit up. Uh, unless you're a savage breeder, I wouldn't really recommend doing that. But it, for a breeder, that's the way to do it. So take the dude over there, smack him, get that pollen everywhere. The girls are now, they've been double pollinated. They've taken two loads of pollen. I'm sure that every pistol in that fucking room has received pollen. There is pollen everywhere. I'm tasting it. It's in my teeth. I got this, mm, this gritty taste in my teeth. The camera feels dusty. If I'm holding the camera, it is funky in there. So we have achieved successful pollination. At this point, I'll wait three, maybe five days, sometimes a little bit longer. I want to watch the pistols curl up and I want to be sure that that, uh, that those girls are pregnant. I want to make sure the pollination has taken place. Once I see the, when you plants get pollinated, the pistols will start to wither up and turn brown. That's why I always say pistols are never a guide or a determining factor to help you determine ripeness. The pistols can get withered up from getting touched, getting sprayed, getting pollinated, uh, getting too hot, too cold, too moist, too dry. Those will wither up. So don't ever let those trick you into thinking the plant's ready because they've done something could simply have a pollinated plant. A spider could have crawled across there. You could have touched it. Anything could have fucked that up. Too hot, too cold, too dry, wind, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, after pollination, those pistols will wither. They'll start shrinking in, turning brown, changing shape. Then within a few days, you'll just start seeing something different looking. The buds don't look like they normally do. Normally where you've got a calyx forming, it looks a little bit harder. It's got like something going on. It, it's a seed in there. That's what that is. The seed is forming. Once I see that seed, you might think I'm crazy, but I switch my lights back to 18 hours on and six hours off. That's a 24 hour light cycle of 18 on and six off. Why would I do that? My goal is no longer to produce a big fat bud that's coated in trichomes and is going to get all trimmed up and be pretty and posted in a magazine and then get smoked. This bud is loaded with seeds. I'm going to cut this plant down and grind it up with gloves on. I'm just going to grind it up over a bowl and it's going to drop seeds. It's just going to be dust. All of that plant material is going into a compost pile or a bokashi bucket that is not going to be used as smokable, consumable flour in any way. It is all being grown for seed. So if you're growing for just seed at this point, flip that bitch to 18.6. Now we are getting more light energy per day. In my opinion, 
I think light is the number one most useful nutrient, whatever you want to call it, the source of life energy for that plant. Light is what it wants more than anything. So you give it more light that gives the plant more energy that gives it more time per day to build healthy babies. It's getting more light. It's doing photosynthesis. It's saying, Hey, I got all this light to work with. It's going to be a long day. I can work out all day. I'm out here it's lifting weights or it's in the garden or whatever you do that keeps you healthy. It's doing that all day long. It's got six more hours to do it than the plants that are only getting 12, 12. What I find by leaving the lights on for the extra six hours, my seeds are harder and thicker and fatter and prettier and healthier and uh, a more successful germination rate and more vigorous plants than the plants that I was leaving under a 12-12 flowering cycle. Something I have also noticed is these plants, these seeds, finish a little bit earlier. Sometimes it'll take 10 weeks, 11 weeks for a seed to get good and hard. When I'm doing it in this method, they're done in eight weeks, maybe nine, but it's quicker. It's 10 to 14 days quicker most of the time, sometimes a little bit longer depending on the cultivar. Some plants just want to take a long time to make seeds. Some really just want to take forever. Some of them will spit out seeds in no time. It's really amazing and really uh, just watching different plants do this. When I breed to the platinum tangy, that's where the sun kiss comes from, the orange gasm comes from. Uh, that one wants pollen really early. And when she gets hit with that pollen, those seeds are done before everybody else. So I could take her down early. Uh, the strawberry starburst, on the other hand, which is what makes the strawberry fields and other stuff that's going to be released here in the future. Uh, we'll talk about that soon. Uh, that one, she wants pollen closer to day 30. So the Sunkiss or the Platinum Tangy wants pollen like day 23, 25. Uh, Strawberry Fields wants the pollen around day 30, 27, day 32 in that range is when it's best to pollinate her for maximum pollination. I can hit her early, but she's not going to make as many seeds as she would if I waited and gave her time to make more fuzz. That little, the hairs, the pistols, the more of those, the more seeds I'm able to make. So give her a little bit longer, but that by then that fucking platinum tangy plant's almost done. The seeds are already getting formed in the plant. I haven't even pollinated the other plant yet. Uh, I have because I stagger the start times, honestly, but that's that plant's going to take 10 weeks for those seeds to get ready. The other one's going to take seven. So that's why uh, sometimes things are sold out. That's why things are staggered, but that is mainly why I do the 18 six because it makes my seeds finish a little bit more quickly. I think they are stronger, harder, bigger, faster, I have more successful seeds. If you're a breeder and you've made a whole room of seeds, you'll notice that you get a portion of your seeds are those white unusable seeds. Excuse me. Some of your seeds you're going to make are going to be throwaway seeds. You just got to toss them or keep them for yourself and grow them. Don't share them. Don't sell them because people freak out when you give them those ugly white seeds. I get less of those when I do the 18-6 method. I find that I just have more successful seeds in the batch. Also, this is not a sales pitch for Canon LEDs. In my experience, I'm getting better seeds under LEDs. I'm getting better seeds under LEDs, running them on 18.6. That is the magic fucking formula, in my opinion, for making seeds. Uh, it's what I've had the most success with, LEDs uh, on 18.6 after pollination. So uh, the question here that got all this started was, uh, is this going to work? Yes, this is going to work for you. You're going to have seeds and your plants uh will reveg for a little bit and they'll go back into flower and you'll have seeds. Uh, if you're doing this indoors, uh, the, you can, you're leaving them on 18.6 indefinitely. They don't go back into flower. What will begin to happen is you will have a plant that is filled with seeds and the top buds of the plant will start making reveg shoots. 
If you leave them long enough, they'll re-veg and make full-on clones out of the top of these flowered plants that have seeds. You've got the opportunity to go in there and cut clones off of those plants. If you did not save your genetics, now is your time. You've got these genetics again. You can rescue them right now. Um, another thing I do that people think is crazy, I do this to plants that are not seeded. This is for my uh, usable, smokable, consumable product. This is what I'm doing with finished product, uh, flowers that I intend to smoke myself or with Mike or with patients or however it ends up. This is what I really do. The last 14, maybe 10 days, depending on the strain and the room and the needs of the room, I do put my lights back on 18.6 for my flowering plants. I do this for the same reason that I do the seeded plants. I feel that light is the number one source of light and energy for our plants. You got lights, air, water, and soil. There's not a lot to think about. Lights, I think, are number one. Uh, so I put the lights back on 18.6 for the last 10 days, maybe the last 14 days, and I notice the plants get bigger, fatter, beefier, bulkier. They just bulk up. That extra light energy gives them more energy to grow, to bulk up, to beef up. And that's what we want right at the end. Now, people are going to say, you're putting my flowering plants on 18.6 from 12.12. That's going to fuck up my crop. My plants are going to go back into a vegetative stage. Yes, if you don't cut them down in 10 to 14 days, they will go back into veg. But we're looking to harvest here in 10 to 14 days anyway. That's not going to happen. That's, you've got time for that to happen. You're going to cut them down before that. So you've got to do this with a plant, with a cultivar you are experienced in growing. Something you know, this plant takes 64 days. Do it to a plant that you know. Then at day 50, flip that fucking timer back to 18.6. You may be able to cut that plant down. Instead of 64, you may be cutting it down at day 60. So when you start flushing, flip that timer back to 18.6. Pay very close attention to your trichomes. And pay attention to the tips of the tops of the buds at the very top of the plant. If the plant should decide to go back into veg, it will happen at the very tip top of the very top bud on that plant. And you'll see it. It'll just look different. It'll look like the bud and the bud. And then there'll be just a little thing coming out of the top. Harvest now. It's starting to re-veg. It's not a big deal if it starts. But take note. It fucking... 12 days into 18.6, it was time. You just cut two days off your harvest time. If you make note of that, you can cut two more off next time before that little nub happens. You just cut four days off of your cycle and the plants are going to be bigger, fatter, and beefier. Now, here's another thing that this benefits. If you are looking to re-veg your plants, if you did not get a clone of this plant, you can put it on 18.6 for the last two weeks of flower Harvest most of the plant when you're done, leave a couple nugs at the bottom, and those are already re-vegging. They've been in 18.6 for two weeks now. The hormones have already switched over. You're two weeks ahead of yourself on your re-veg. You just got to wait a little bit of time now. Now that you cut the rest of that plant off and all the energy's not moving around, the hormones aren't like, I'm in flower up here, I'm in veg over here. The plant's going to say, you took off all my flowers. I've just got these little flowers here to deal with. I got a big root zone, and I'm on 18.6. He wants me to veg. Watch this. Kapow! And it will veg really quickly that way on you. So carefully pay attention to your plants. You can put them on 18.6 at the end of flower for 10 to 14 days. And in my experience, not my opinion, in my experience, they will get beefier, fatter, chunkier. You'll have a fatter weight. You'll have more bud. And they'll probably be a little bit more dense. So 18.6 is a good thing toward the end. Uh, if you're making seeds, 18.6 is good. Uh, a little bit after pollination. Get a lot of messages about that. I mean it. It's real.
it helps you with a lot of things. It also sets you up for that reveg. So if you're trying to reveg, uh, you can pollinate a room and then get seeds out of it and then pull clones off of it and have a mother plant to grow again. Or you can grow your plants and harvest them. And I said harvest. I got one of those hard H's again. You can harvest the plants and then you got clones coming up that you can reveg, make a mother plant out of. Don't be afraid to experiment, you guys. Don't be afraid to experiment. I do understand these plants are precious. Uh, you're learning a lot. You're growing a lot. They may be paying the bills. They're keeping you medically supplied. But don't be afraid to try some experiments. I do think that this 18.6 idea that I switched to was a really good idea. Uh, it's helping me out. All right. I think that is all I'm going to give you for this episode because the next email that I've got deserves a lot of time. This is going to be a long one. So that will be the next episode. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Billy Podunk, for all of the great support. Uh, it's good being your friend, bro. I'm glad that you are such a great uh, member of the Irie Army and a big involved, big, bigly involved. What the fuck kind of words am I saying? A highly involved member of the Irie Army Discord. Shout out, bro. I appreciate you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, 12-12ers, 18-6ers, 4-20ers, and 7-10ers. I want to thank all of you for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. 650 episodes, dude. Holy shit. I had no idea it was going to go this far. Uh, we were chilling at Maddie and Spence's, and people kept asking me the same grow question, and I said... I should record this. And when people ask me the same damn question, I should just hit play on my phone and let it go. And then I thought, or you could do a podcast and just help all kinds of people. Since everybody's asking the same question, there's probably a bunch of people out there with that question too. Started off with a really shitty sound and audio show. And now here we are, bro. 4K HD, 650 episodes, uh, 7,000 YouTube subscribers, 225 Patreon supporters. Thank you guys. I really do appreciate it. This is amazing to me that this uh, this little idea, stoned idea, ended up being a fucking fruitful, successful business that helps thousands of people. That that means a lot to me. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Um, I was rambly today. Shout out to 14 or for the uh, papaya cake live rosin. That shit got me going uh, after a little nap. Uh, I look forward to all the emails, corrections, uh, comments, concerns, responses to this episode. The email address is at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me some love. Send me some hate. Don't worry about my ego. I'm cool. We can handle this at this point. Um, also, make sure you check out the website, iregenetics.com. I talked about the list of trusted vendors. There's a Grow Help tab on there. There's a link to the iregenetics web store. There's also a spot to sign up for the iregenetics newsletter. That's right. It says keep in touch or stay up to date. If you type in your email address, it will add you to the mailing list. Approximately once a month, I send out a newsletter. In that newsletter, there are coupon codes to the vendors. There are uh, links to new vendors. There are, there's always a coupon code to my Etsy store. I change the coupon code once a month so that people uh, can't just keep using the same damn coupon code, but we'll give you some deals on the Etsy store. Sometimes one item is on sale. Sometimes every item is on sale. You never know what I might do on the Etsy shop. Uh, my advice to you is sign up for the newsletter. You can stay up to date. It's uh, on the website, iregenetics.com. Type in your email address. It will send you, uh, just links it right up for me. Then when I send out the MailChimp, you will get the notification. That was a mouthful to try to say. Also, if you feel like the show is educational, informative, or entertaining, uh, maybe you'd like to throw us a couple of bucks because I made you laugh. Maybe I rescued your plants. All you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Uh, all the information to sign up on the show is right there. All the tiers are listed right there. And again, you guys really thank you for all of the Patreon support. At this time, I've got 225 patrons. 
that means the world to me that 225 people uh, during these hard times, uh, I sound like an old man when I start talking like this, but money's expensive right now. We are in a pandemic. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people have fucking fucked up situations and people are choosing to spend their hard-earned money on a podcast. Thank you. I really, really do appreciate that. I don't know how else to express it. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to make it worth it for the patrons very soon. I have some tricks up my t-shirt. I'm not wearing any sleeves. Uh, I've got some tricks up my t-shirt. You guys are going to enjoy it. I hope. All right. Um, I'm fucking stoned and rambly, so I should wrap up this show. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out for another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. It means a lot to me. You guys support me. You guys watch my rambles. Super cool of you. Gang, gang, dabs, dabs. I appreciate you. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Pro Brewer Home Grower. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.